Episode 72, Building Your Expert Profile and Getting Published. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning, what you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Welcome to episode 72. Today we're building your profile and getting published. I was having a conversation with a potential client and I was explaining to her thought leadership and it occurred to me that although we've talked about thought leadership and content creation in previous episodes, um, I think episode 25, we talked about thought leadership, episode 30, content creation, episode 48, expert content. We never actually talked about the specific logistics of placing content and getting published. So in today's episode, I'm going to first address why and the what of getting published. And then um, just to kind of cover the things that we talked about in those previous episodes, if you haven't listened to it. And then also some places where you can start getting published and submitting content right away. So just uh, going back real quick, those episodes are episode 25, 30, and 48. So if you're interested in becoming an expert, a thought leader, and publishing content, please take a listen. Episode 30 and 48 are interviews, and episode 25 is like a quick tips one. So first things first, why? Why are we creating content? Why are we submitting content? So we recommend thought leadership programs to pretty much all brands that want to build their credibility And thought leadership typically leads in with some kind of writing program where the experts from your company doesn't have to be your CEO, but if you have your CEO, your technical experts, any topic experts within your company, they are choosing topics to help justify your brand as a whole, as an expert in the industry, as a leader in the industry by sharing their knowledge with key stakeholders. So you're definitely targeting not the media, but your target audience, so your potential customers, your investors, other stakeholders that you've identified, and talking to them about topics that are timely, that are controversial, uh, where you want to exert your opinion, or how you can show that you guys are an expert. So thought leadership programs just build your brand's credibility and that trust, which is key to moving forward any partner, a customer, investor into working with you as a brand. So whatever you do, thought leadership is easy, it's authentic, and it can build brands or the experts within the brand. So remember, you could build your brand profile while building your individual experts internally. And it's a great resource for an executive or an industry leader or a personality to build their profile and get some followers, um, whether it's personally or whether it's with the brand. So it actually works on a both personal and business level. So those things are called either contributed content, expert thought leadership, opinion articles. So they're called kind of a variety of things. So that's what you can look for. The second thing is the what, what kind of content are you creating? So we cover a good amount of this information in our content creation episode and um, that's 25 and the interview episode 30. So if you want to head over there, you can learn more about that. But just to paraphrase here, you should be writing about content that will position you as an expert and get 
key stakeholders interested in working with you or learning more about your perspective. It's a good way to find matching personalities, and it's also a good way to weed out potential customers that are really a part of your tribe. You know, everyone has partners that they gel with, you know, not every brand is for every person. So you can really identify your tribe through this type of expert content. And then it's a great tool for business development. It's a great tool to send out for your sales team. Um, If you have these expert articles or positioning papers, as sometimes they're called, um, you can send them out when you're doing sales and new business. And also from a perspective of building your profile for media, speaking slots, and investor presentations, this is also great that this gives you a kind of onus on your own expertise and saying like, oh, I've talked about this publicly. I've positioned myself publicly on my opinion and my expertise. So, I mean, obviously that's what I'm doing here on this podcast. So that can give you kind of a a quick example. I also have a Forbes column. So I position myself as an expert there. So you can do these various things by creating content that will help your key stakeholders. Okay. So now you kind of know what content I'm talking about and what you might want to create. So you want to put it somewhere other than your blog. A blog is great, but it's really just you talking about yourself and you had to get got them to your blog in some way. What you want to do is have another third-party validator. So getting published in another key media outlet is a great way to get that validation. So there's a couple of pay-to-play networks, like Entrepreneur has a new uh, network. I think they became pay-to-play last year. So you could be a part of their Entrepreneur network. And then Forbes um, has their Forbes Council Network, which I'm a part of, and many people are a part of, and they contribute content to different sectors. So there's like the technology network, there's the business networks, there's the um, entrepreneurship network. Um, So Forbes has like, various vertical places where you can actually contribute and pay to be a part of their network. And that allows you to publish on their platform and get out to potential customers or just share your knowledge and educate people. However, many, many, many media outlets before these contributor networks became a paid gateway have looked for opinions from experts all over. And a perfect example of this is daily papers. So National dailies like the Los Angeles Times, New York Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, you can actually contribute directly to these papers. So if you wonder how some people got there, how these people are writing for it, they're not journalists. They are experts in their field that submitted content. So the way you can find these is actually simply Google, like the words, submit an op-ed to find out the submission requirements for that particular daily paper. So for example, you want to submit an op-ed for the LA Times. Literally, you can Google submit an op-ed for LA Times or op-ed guidelines for LA Times, and that will pop up. It's not a secret unless you don't know to look for it, which is why I'm telling you now. Um, You can actually go to the LA Times website and go to contact And when you go to the contact page, it gives you a variety of different contacts. Obviously, their sales and marketing, it gives you all their editors, and it also gives you some information on how to submit an opinion piece there. So you can do that. The the next thing you'll look at is the guidelines. So you're going to see the word count. You're going to see the style they want. You're going to see who to submit it to, what the submission process is like, 
they have all this stuff on their site. So not just the LA Times, but every daily newspaper, New York Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, whatever, whatever state you're in. If you're a local expert, you definitely want to do that. But if you're a national expert, you can, you can do that on a national level, depending on the topic you choose. So they will tell you how to communicate with the editor after you submit or when they'll get back to you. And remember, anything that you submit as a contributor is subject to change. Almost always the editor of those pieces, they, they change the headline. So don't get offended. This is a normal practice. They usually optimize it to be appealing. So people will actually read your article because maybe your headline isn't professionally written. So they'll just change it to be more appealing, optimize it for SEO and make sure it meets the needs of the paper. So they're going to change the content a bit. The other thing to remember is you should always submit original content. You know, the whole idea of plagiarism should go without saying, do not plagiarize, but also don't submit something you've already posted on your blog. And if you really want to post it on your blog, wait till after it publishes on a national paper or whatever media outlet you're submitting to, because most likely they want to take what they call original content. Original content is something that you created that has never been published before. If it's already been published, it's old news. So they really want original content that hasn't been published. And if you want to publish it on your blog, just wait for it to publish on that national media outlet. Now, let me tell you, each one of these papers has a different time frame of when they will publish. And they might tell you this on the contributor guidelines. Like if we're not back to you by a week, you know, we're probably not going to publish you. Or if it's some of them are two weeks, some of them are three weeks, some of them are a month. This is a long game, guys. So do not submit to multiple publications. That's not a good idea. Pick one, cater your content for that one. And typically it's not totally against the rules to resubmit like the same type of piece somewhere else. But the rule of thumb is to change it 70%. So you have to change it 70% and at least probably have a different headline. So these are just some cues to remember. If you want to get published and something that's more directly into your industry, you can do that too. Not everybody wants to get published in LA Times. It doesn't it doesn't meet your purpose, right? So maybe you want to get published in something that's more focused in your vertical, your industry. You can literally search contributor guidelines for fill in the blank, your, your favorite publications. And if they accept contributed content, it'll pop up in Google search. So just Google it. Contributor guidelines for X publication or op-ed submission guidelines for X publication, and you should be able to pull up a number. I know Fast Company does it. Startup Nation does it. Entrepreneur also takes opinions and other ones. You've a number of health and wellness, construction verticals, tech verticals. Um, You've got, I mean, just any space, you name it. Yoga journals, anyone. They all take contributed content. You just have to look them up. Make sure you're following their guidelines. That's very important to them because they want it in the style that represents them. And also make sure it's educational. It gives a reader the reason to follow you, a reason to want to read your next article. So remember that. Simply search your favorite online print publication alongside the words contributed content guidelines or op-ed submission, and you should be able to locate who, what, and where to submit. I really hope this gets you started on your publishing journey. It's not as intimidating as it seems, but 
before you start, my recommendation is always to warm up your pen by writing some blogs for your website. Start planning some blogs. The best content strategy is consistency. You don't want to just submit one piece and think it's going to change the world. That's not the type of magic we do with PR. It's all about consistency. It's creating visibility for your brand on a consistent basis. And I like monthly because I feel like monthly is a commitment most people can make. When it comes to a blog, weekly is a really good strategy so that people know things are coming from you on a weekly basis. That's why this podcast is typically weekly so that you guys know there'll be new content coming and you can rely on that content. So remember that. So warm up your pen, start blogging for your site. This will not only get you in the habit of writing for your audience, but also build some content for editors to refer to. So a lot of times when they're weighing your article, they're going to say, oh, has this person written anywhere else? Is this person published anywhere else? Are they going to be bringing new eyes to my publication? Because that's what, at the end of the day, editors are all looking for traffic. So Remember that when you're writing, remember that when you're building your profile, that there needs to be reference points. You know, if you're not visible, you're not, you don't exist. Um, And that's the unfortunate truth. As you're building your writing portfolio, um, you're going to be able to also submit for various things like speaking engagements, even column opportunities, and become a credible source of information. So keep that in mind when you're building your strategy for writing. I would say start by kind of identifying what kind of content you want to write and then say, hey, I want to be published here, 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 and just go after it and create content that like kind of falls in line with that particular publication. I'm going to give you guys a little pro tip before I go. Although I very much like I am very committed to writing and creating my own content. I went to school for journalism. I love writing. I love being a writer. I like sharing my thoughts exactly as I think of them. Not everybody has this time. They want to become an expert or they are an expert, but they don't have the time to write because they're doing other things. If you have the question in your mind, how do busy executives or how do busy people bust out blog content or contribute to articles and get published? The answer to that secret secret question is they get a ghostwriter. So don't be afraid to outsource your content. A ghostwriter does not make up the content. They take your direction and turn it into a full article because you might not have the time. And it is not uncommon for many, many executives to have a ghostwriter. If you are really, really connected to your content like I am, I create my own stuff. You don't have to though. It's not you know, some people are better at talking. Some people are better at writing. Some people are better at executing. It's just a matter of your skill set. So if you have more questions about getting published, feel free. Don't be afraid to shoot me an email at ronjini at the silvertelegram.com. And I'm so, so happy to answer your questions and point you in the right direction um, or connect with me on LinkedIn. I think it's just ronjini on LinkedIn. Good luck and happy writing and see you next week. Bye.